We are back with the fuel We're back, pond. Jay. Oh, we are? We're back. Are you I sure? Because I, I don't just know. said that. I swear to God. I, I don't episode even know. Episode 24. It's season two, episode four. Yeah, that Season too. two, episode four. You're episode the one that wanted four. to change it. Right. So anybody out there listening in listener land on ESPN Paris 105.1 or on Apple Podcast or wherever, um, this is our first time to do this full on, not in the same room together. We're on Zoom, or on Riverside um, so bear with us if we sound a little wonky tonight, uh, bear with us if we stumble over our words cause, or, or if you watch some video, I'm looking down a lot. I apologize. So, uh, anyway, that's, I just wanted to get that out of the way early. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to look at it this way. We're doing all the same things we normally would, but now everybody gets to see it. Yeah. And it was weird because I'm used to looking you right in the eye. And being able to 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 make funny faces at you, and now I can't see anything. All I can see I is the still glare of your glasses. You directly at, in the eye. Directly in the eye. Look at the camera. I got to look at the camera. Does that make me look like I got crazy eyes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about racing. Let's uh, less about. Well, we got to talk about what we're going to talk about tonight, which is what are we the talk Italian about? Grand Prix. The Italian uh, Grand Prix. We're going to talk about Rally Greece and Acropolis, which was very okay. unique this weekend. Did Santa Claus win? And. No, it was just very unique in a lot of ways, and I'll get to that okay. later if you'll let me Welcome. get there. And then Sorry. lastly, we're going to talk about GT World Challenge Europe. Um, we have the finale for the sprint piece of that series. And then okay, the following on. race will be the endurance uh, finale. But So it's a huge deal because it's a tight race. No other GT racing this weekend. So America okay, is so... not participating till the 23rd in Sebring, so... We're stuck so, with Europe and no GT4. Are the points different in sprints and endurances? Or are they um, points? No, so there's just two races left. There's just two types of races within the series. So you've got the that. sprint, yeah. and then you've got the endurance. So as you know, the sprint races are usually one-hour races, and then the endurance piece is three to 24 hours. I just didn't so, know if they – the way you said that, like the last sprint race and the last endurance race, I didn't know if there was – um, just different a different point structure. No, I mean, it's the same okay. points, um, but it's just there's so many different titles that will be handed out when the season's over, so it's kind of crazy. And I, I really only oh. keep up with a couple of them. So, anyway. As the as the, the endurance and sprint cup race aficionado of this group, I have a question for you. Okay. Do the same teams run um, well at both types? Like, is it generally the same guys that win sprint, well, win endurance, or are there usually a different set of teams that are better at each? It's funny, and, and I have an answer to your question, and it's actually in my material for the GT oh, World Challenge tonight. Look at that. There, so there you go. That's called and a setup, And no, we Jay. did not plan that because yeah, we've barely spoken today. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's so, very true. Yeah. Well, that's he good. made fun of my school. I made fun of his school. We didn't talk for hours. So that's where we are. <laughs> a big shout out, by the way, to his school, Marshall, knocking off uh, the Golden Domers. We got a, a little bit of college football on this podcast today, so a yeah, big I shout out a, to Jay and the Marshall Thundering Herd. I had a tough time not putting them on my podium, but I didn't. I left them off because it's not right. But uh, well, it anyway, should be. you should put them on there. Let's talk about the Italian Grand Prix. Man. Okay, let's talk about the Italian. Where Grand Prix. Where were we this weekend? The Temple of Speed, the Monza. Temple. Yes, one of the unwritten majors in Formula One. Um, the podium was. Max Verstappen, Charles Leclerc, and George Russell. And, yeah. you know, I wrote on here, Max, Charles, Russell, Max, Charles, Russell, Max, because I'm getting sick of it. It's like the same podium every week right now. 
You know, I don't know but, what your thoughts are, but that's how I feel. I mean, I think Max has this. I mean, honestly, if it wouldn't have been for um, car failures on Ferrari or strategy errors, this is probably what it would have been like all year. You know, you could probably interchange a couple of races, Max and Charles. I, I, right. You know, um, but I feel like these guys, these three, have been the most consistent three all year long. Um, so it's no wonder they're up there every week. I mean, they have been the most consistent drivers. I've been really impressed, by the way. I know you've heard me talk about it a lot. If he keeps his shirt on, George Russell has had a fantastic year. I mean, he really has had just an amazing year. We just got to really work on keeping our shirt on. What's really funny is the dual meaning of keep your shirt on, because, yes, Russell has a hard time actually keeping his shirt on, but yeah, that's actually an, a figure of speech, too, for people. If, if, you, if you stay patient and you do your work, Keep your shirt on is basically like you'll get there, you know. But yeah. just keep your shirt on. So, well, if, I mean, I mean it very literally. He needs yeah. to keep his shirt on. <laughs> he needs to keep his shirt on. But so, but he's had a really good year. I think we talked about it. He's only had one out of the top five, right? Right. And that was well, a two, the, the wreck with. I think just the wreck with Joe Guan Yu's the only one. Hmm. We'll have to look into that. I don't keep yeah, up I don't with know. him very much. I mean, but. I, I don't keep up with him real close. But I remember yeah. him breaking the streak, and then they talked about that he only had one out. But maybe not. Maybe not translated anyway, as sorry. he cyber stalks him on Twitter. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's how so I know he'd never have a shirt on. <laughs> Max Verstappen has 10 wins this season. So, you know, you normally like to, to sharpshoot me with questions. So my question to you is, um, who's got the most wins in a Formula One season? In one season? In one season. Is yeah. it a name I should know? Yeah. It's a it's name gotta, anybody should know. It's got to be Michael Schumacher then, right? Okay, so here's the thing. Um, Crap. You are right. I'm, yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. So Max has got 10 wins. If he wins the next race at Singapore, he will be tied with Lewis Hamilton. For most wins in a season? For most wins in a season. But okay. in order to beat Michael Schumacher's record of 13, he's going to have to win, obviously, win you know, four more at least, which by the way, Michael Schumacher does not have that record by himself. He shares it. Yes. He shares it with Sebastian Vettel. So really? Yes. Wow. That's 2013 Red Bull season. That was, uh, pretty sure that was Vettel's last championship with Red Bull. If I'm not mistaken, 2010 races, he won 13 races, which is hilarious too, because his favorite driver is Schumacher. So, so did, he, did he try to win that 14th to, to beat him, or was he okay? Oh, I'm time? sure he did. I'm sure he did. <laughs> In fact, he had to be, if I remember correctly, I remember the interview after that. He had to be told that he even tied the record. So, Oh, really? Yeah. But, I mean, he, you know, he grew up idolizing Schumacher. So I think it's cool that he tied him on that. And, that is you know, cool. I think Max has got, as much as I'd hate to say it, I think Max has got a decent shot at at least tying it and make it a three way uh, tie. I mean, as the way things stand right now, I, I think he'll, I think he's got a really good shot of, uh, yeah, of at least tying it. Yeah. How many races are left? Uh, uh, so we've got we've eight, got Singapore, we got Japan, left. Singapore, Japan, um, Coda, uh, Mexico, Brazil, and Abu Dhabi. Six. Oh, there's only six left. Yeah. Why do I think there was like okay, so six left. He's got to win four of them. Yeah. That's tough. He's got to win four of them to have the title Just outright. Tie. No, that'll be no. outright. Oh yeah, that'll be outright. Okay, so yeah, three of them tie. I think he'll. I think the he'll definitely tie. Yeah. Um, 
but you know, I mean, all it takes is 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 you know a bad restart or a, a bad pitch strategy, which I don't think Hannah's going to mess up pitch strategy. She's pretty legit. Um, <laughs> you know her name now. That's insane. I but, do. She's yeah. she is a stud, and she's yeah. gotten a lot of um, a lot of pub, which I think is amazing. By the way. Yeah. You know, this has been the year of the of the women in racing with the Iron Dames and, and Hannah, and uh, it's just really cool. I think it's really neat. I mean, As I a, think Hannah is a direct descendant of Jimmy Hoffa, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> Stone cold killer. Yeah. Uh, so, so Jay, um, we talked last week, and, and I'm going to be honest, it's not on your rundown, but I'm going to ask you anyway. We talked last week about your conspiracy theories. Right. Did you have any more conspiracy theories this week? I did. Um, well, I mean, not necessarily conspiracy theory, more of an addition to an existing theory. Uh, so we had Danny Ricardo running an incredible race this entire, the entire Italian Grand Prix. For, for Danny, he was running a good race. He was running in a solid position. And points. And he was, he was doing it in a slower car, and he was able to hold back like five or six different faster drivers, including Pierre Gasly. Yeah. Um, all look good. He comes around, I think it was turn four at Monza, which you got the chicane, and then you got the the sweeper to the right, and then you're heading down, you got another chicane. Yeah, and then another sweeper to the right. Anyway, car just dies. I mean, he, he said it himself. He's like, yeah, I came around the turn, the car just turned off. Um, which is very odd. Okay, that part's odd in and of itself, but, you know, whatever. So he gets pulled off the road. Um, they're having a hard time. He's just past where they have to push a car on the opposite side of the wall to get it out of the way. So it takes a little bit there. And that was lap 48 of 53. So, so five it takes laps a little, left. Yeah. So it takes a little bit to get some guys out there to move the car. By the time they get the car moved off the wall, there's still like three laps left. Yep. Okay. So my point is probably three or four fold, but. I think they, you know, that far into the race, and I think NASCAR would have done this in their defense, just red flag the race. You got five laps left. Everybody wants to watch racing. Yeah, nobody wants to finish under caution. Right, right. So they didn't red flag it. Um, and then we get to lap 50. Ricardo's car is completely cleaned off the track, or 51, rather. Um, they didn't red flag it again. So now pace car comes around again, and they're thinking, well, They'll get back to racing for one lap. They'll have one lap of hot yeah, racing, which one lap re- shootout, right? Which is exactly what happened at Abu Dhabi last year with Verstappen and Hamilton. Go ahead. Now you, you and I argued, not argued, but I said Max was a faster driver. Okay. You said they had the same tires, right? At this point, there's a right. one lap shootout, and you got Leclerc and Verstappen. I think Verstappen wins that most times, but oh, here's what okay. I'll say before okay. I go on. I think Charles had or I think Max has more to lose than Charles does. Right? Right. Because I mean the, the championships kind of sewn up. And so I think Leclerc would have gone crazy on that restart. And I think he would have oh, drove yeah. him hard into that turn one, that hard right turn. Yeah. I think he would have dive bombed the crap out of it. So in a one lap shootout, I think you would have been correct that Leclerc had a good shot of winning. Yeah. Um, if it would have been and, more than one lap, because I think Max was the faster car. So I think if it's more than one lap, Max is going to win. Which is one weird. One lap, because, you're probably right. 
it's weird because and and all of my feelings on that are I think are based on fact. They're not based on the fact that I love Ferrari. Yeah. Um so these guys have shown time and time again they really show out when they're in front of their home crowd. Okay? So it's Ferrari's yep. home race. Okay? So you got that you got that factor. Uh you got the factor that Leclerc hadn't had a chance to be on Verstappen's bumper all day. And this would have put him right on Verstappen's bumper. By the way, with I don't know if they would have had DRS or not. I don't know coming out of a safety car if they would have. Um, it's usually a lap or two before they get it, right? But right. But at the yeah. at the very least he would have had the slipstream. And you're right. Um Verstappen's got more to lose, you know, and, and For sure. Leclerc would you're absolutely right. I think he would have late braked him in in turn one and two. And I mean, we could have potentially see what we saw last year where Verstappen drove over the top of Hamilton's car, but it would be in reverse this year with Leclerc. Um, but I, I really think he did have a shot. Was Verstappen faster on Sunday? Yes. Was Leclerc faster the entire rest of the race weekend? Yes. Which is pretty so, common, oddly enough, this year. It is. Yeah, I mean, Which it is all, a very weird why, thing. I this think. is what's driving people crazy about Ferrari's strategy. Uh, you know, they come into the weekend with a faster car, but for some reason on Sunday, it doesn't look like they have it, which is ever. Odd. It looks like whatever whatever Red Bull does on Saturday night to get ready for the race, it works perfectly right. every time. Yeah. It's just like so, whatever they do, they're like, oh, all we got to do is twist this lug nut right here, and we're on a, on a rail on Sunday. It's the craziest oh, yeah. thing. So... Anyway, this is part of the reason I named this episode Max Headroom from the old 80s um, TV show about an AI named Max. Um, it feels like that's who Max is. He's like a robot this season. He drives textbook laps. He's consistent. You get the same version of him every weekend. And, and you get the same version of the entire team every weekend. I know I shared with you during the race that... Red Bull's biggest strength is they don't make mistakes, top to bottom, no mistakes. You know, You're right? And when even when they do, they're very minor, and they have a contingency for even that. Yeah, you know, they, Ferrari, they just have all the answers. Yeah, Ferrari just feels like it's like it's like a bunch of people go out and they want to play Monopoly and they've never played it before, and they go buy the game and then they throw the rule book in the trash and well, they just we'll try figure to figure it out. it out on their own. You know, yeah. so. I feel like that's what Ferrari's doing right now. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, it just blows my mind, and it, it it irritates me for Ferrari fans because their their car and drivers are better than their team is. Yeah, but anyway, uh, but I will say you put on here bland interviews. I feel like I've seen more of Max's personality this year. Yeah, than I've than we saw last year, which is weird because he's been a lot more conservative this year. He's been a lot more. You know, I said at the beginning of the year, he can figure out how to be a calmer, more conservative race car driver. He was going to have a really good year. And I feel like that's that's one of the few things I've gotten right. But he has been very calm, very controlled on the track. And I think it's shown. Yeah. but And I didn't mean that in a, in a bad way, really. It's just no, I understand. That, I mean, and he can say the same thing every weekend because pretty much the same thing happens every weekend. You know, he's... You know, he's he's humble in victory, it seems like, and, you know, ignominious in, in defeat, but he doesn't get defeated very much. And it's one of those things where, you know, it's always, you know, hey, Max, what would you think about your race today? You you know, you obviously won and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yes, of course, the, you know, the car was this. And, 
the team did that and it was good and you know we we tried to get Checo in the mix and you know it was just wanted to stay ahead of the Ferrari and this you know I mean it's the same it's <laughs> the same every weekend yeah. so anyway it's I'm not saying it's a broken record what I am saying is a broken record is Ferrari's pit strategy which is I don't know who that guy is but he needs to go and if it's Bonotto if it's all the way to the top you know whatever yeah it what's funny about that and i I reference it when you and i were talking during the race right uh actually when we were talking about the speed is that the um i don't know who calls the races but i was just watching on f1 tv sky sports and he said that in talking to ferrari they wanted to make sure their pitch strategy was basically opposite of whatever red bull did which made me think that that's, I mean, that's kind of what he said. It wasn't exactly opposite. I mean, like he didn't yeah. say opposite, but he said, we're going to do something different than Max Verstappen does. Whatever Max does, we're going to do something different. And it made me think of one, and the guy said it too, that, okay, we can't beat him head up. So we're going right. to try to out strategize him. And the fact that they have the audacity and confidence to say that they're going to out strategize anyone blew my mind. Yeah. Because they haven't out strategized anybody all year long. Well, um, so I thought that during was crazy. The race, they would though, during the race, um, Ferrari's race director for Leclerc came over his radio and said, "Hey, if Max comes in, we're going to move to Plan C or whatever. And if, yeah, you know, if he doesn't, we're going to move to Plan Double Z Zero Alpha G symbol for Boron because they always have like forty eight plans. Maybe they should streamline a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad you said that. How do these plans work? Is it a, is it a, do they just have to remember it? Well, the, part or, of it's that, and part of it is pre-programmed on their, their steering wheel. So they can see, so, like, okay, we're going to pit in this many laps or whatever. Right. Well, the, the technical piece, they'll have buttons that are pre-programmed for modes, but you know, you still have to know, it's almost like a, a playbook for football. The quarterback has to know it or he has the wristband thing on his arm, of course, but yeah. it's like, Hey, we're going mode push, and they can press that button, and it automatically reconfigures the car for that. But they still have to know what all of it is, what the whole plan is, not just the mode. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. So I just didn't know because, I mean, like you hear them say, okay, we're going to go to strategy D. Well, geez, when right. you're racing a car at 200 miles an hour, trying to remember what strategy D is, seems like it might be a little bit tough. Yeah, absolutely. You know? um, and they never say, hey, we're going to do this. You know, because I'm sure other teams are monitoring their their radio, and I don't know. I just when he said that, I thought, man, I gained a little bit of respect for those guys trying to like remember what's going on while also trying not to die. Right. You know? Obviously. But, yeah. Anyway, we had a we had a lot of other stuff go on this weekend. Of course, Signs and Hamilton both took penalties and started from the back of the field. Um, but Signs, man, you know, you got to hand it to. I mean, he literally just ripped through that field like Quickly. it was nothing. And I mean fast. And Hamilton did too, but he did it with kid gloves. You know what I'm saying? He just kind of casually moved through. Yeah. Signs was tearing it up to get there. You know what so, I thought was weird is it completely defied what happened last week. When we talked right. about how Signs just didn't have yeah. much pace, just kind of meandered around in the pack. And this week he looked like a man on a mission. Yeah. I mean, that, was, I don't know if you saw the pass on Checo, but man, that was dangerous. You know? I guess I missed that one. Was it a pretty good pass? Yeah, I'm trying to think it, if it was in the um, – oh, where was it? It was the second chicane, and he just dove on the inside, and it came around him on the outside, and it was – it was, I don't know how else to say it, man. It was a move, you know, and 
you could tell Checo was like, whoa, <laughs> you know, kind of right, thing, wasn't but, expecting that. Yeah. So it was pretty cool because he switched to one side and then undercut him to the other. So it was a, it was a really cool move. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So cool. Well, and then we had a uh, a new guy in this week to replace your favorite uh, favorite driver. Which you know, shout out to Alex Albin by the way, who had to go to the hospital for was yeah. it emergency pancre- pancreatic surgery? Well, he had an appendicitis. Hey, appendicitis. I knew it was something. Appendicitis, and then right. had a, a reaction to the anesthesia. I mean, apparently it was in uh, uh, whatever it's called, ICU for a couple of days. I mean, I yeah. guess it was pretty bad, but he, he's doing fine now from everything I've read. I don't know if he's racing next week, but it sounds like he's doing okay now. Didn't they have him on a respirator or life yeah, support or something? I think it was bad, like really bad. Like, they, wow. I mean, I think he, I think he was in like the respirator the whole nine yards. It was some kind of they said like a rare uh, reaction to anesthesia. Right, but still, you know, I'm I'm glad he's doing okay. I really like Alex, so I'm, and, I'm yeah, hoping I he's do okay. Too, and not a huge fan of Williams, obviously, as I've voiced my opinion many, many yeah. times. But you know, I like Alex Alvin. You know, ever since he came in at Red Bull and got pushed out for Lord knows why. But you know, anyway. So Nick DeVries made his debut this weekend. I wish he would have made it for Latifi and not Alvin, because I think they would have had a good shot at at least some points. But Nick DeVries comes in eighth or ninth, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Scores and points for Williams in his debut. Now, Max Verstappen won his debut race for Red Bull. But that impressive. was in a Red Bull, yeah. right? So DeVries comes in in a car that you're never guaranteed points, and he scores in his debut, which, by the way, moves Latifi to 21st in the standings out of 20. I mean, he's gone, right? I, I hope so. You know, uh, I made another song parody. I don't know if you saw that. I think you can go now. Doesn't seem to be any seat for you. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't need to be there. Yeah, he well, needs to go, man. How many points? I mean, so has Alex Albin scored points for Williams this year? Because I know that he has. Hadn't. Yeah. Okay. So really, yeah. I mean, I golly, talk about a one-two punch for Williams and a way to move up. If you can have two drivers scoring points, even if it's 9-10 every week. Yeah, I mean that—that's a huge deal for them. That's a oh, huge I think, deal. For I them. think Devries is in. I, I don't—I don't think there's any question. Um, Yost, uh, the guy that runs Williams now, he uh, very eccentric, and I think he's one of those guys that even though Latifi's bringing big money, he's like, "Hey, we'll find the money somewhere else." Yeah. Haas has been doing it for years. We'll talk let's to just them go and win. see what they do. Yeah, or let's get just points. Win. Let's get just try to get some points. Right. Maybe we can get on a podium. Yeah, you know, you get a strategy in there, you can get on the podium, and then right, just like that, Williams is you know back and and not being at a bottom feeder. Yeah, and I really, you know what? I mean, I know you don't like Williams a whole lot. I really liked Williams, and I can't remember the woman's name that was the head of that. I really Claire. liked her. I thought she was Claire awesome. Williams. And then they brought in the new guy. What'd you say his right. name was? Yost. He was like in rally, right? Yeah, he was a rally okay. champ. Uh, he just seemed like a really good dude. Um, anyway, so I I want them to do well. I mean, I. And and talking about Albin, I want Albin to do well. I've said it a thousand times on this podcast. It's only twenty four episodes old, but he got absolutely railed at Red Bull because of yeah. Lewis Hamilton. It's one of the reasons I don't like Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Um, anyway, and I get wait, that. Another story for another day. I've, I've talked about it enough on here. It's kind of like the officially unofficial official story of the of the fuel pod. But <laughs> so 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 what happens with Latifi? I mean, how does he be? Tw- how is he twenty first in standings? Like. Because he hasn't scored points. I know. For I mean, but year. like, if and there's DeVries only twenty, has. if there's only twenty things, 
when it shows up, he just doesn't show up on the standings, right? Right. I mean, it'll go one through twenty, and Latifi will be listed. Then below that will be DeVries and Nico Hulkenberg for Aston Martin, okay. who didn't score any points. Um, but DeVries will have points and not be in the twenty in the standings. Um, so I mean, actually, he'll come in twentieth, and you Latifi know. will be below it. So, so there's not a. Um, is there a kicker for, like you know NASCAR? If they don't run the race, they don't get the points or whatever. And if you miss a race and you can't be in the play, is there is it like that? Like if Max something happens and Max gets sick, and he okay. can't race this weekend, he just doesn't get the points, right? Right. But I mean, nothing else happens. He he's right. still good to go. Okay. It's like at okay. um, Bahrain last or two years ago when George Russell ran for Lewis Hamilton who had COVID. Okay. So, I just I mean yeah. it used to be where if they if they did one lap like if if Lewis Hamilton came in and did one lap and then George Russell takes over you can't do that in in no. Formula One so I didn't know how that worked but no. you know with NASCAR they could do that if you ran one lap the guys would go out there and start run one lap and then come in and change drivers and the and the starting driver gets the points yeah, yeah um, I watching some races like that all right so your next thing up on here is silly season continues what's going on in silly well, season Jay I mean we just talked about some of it I think Latifi's gone and DeVries is in um, you know. They talked about you know Colton Herta with his uh, his super license. Uh, he doesn't have enough points. Red Bull wants to bring him in because they want an American driver to maximize the Netflix gain for Formula One. Okay, and because the majority of the Formula One growth is here in the U.S. Well, of course, I mean it's saturated so over there. They want they want a home homegrown guy running for Red Bull to maximize that that growth. And he can't, he doesn't have enough. I think it's 42 points on your super license that you have to have to qualify for Formula One. And he can't get it. He, he, even if he won, every, won out everything else he has this year, he won't have the 42 points. So do they have to make like a special well, case for it? Well, they've done it before. They've done it with other, with other drivers. But now that, you know, the new guy, um, Stefano, whatever his name is, the Minicali or whatever. I, I yeah. don't think he wants to do it. I don't think he wants to make any kind of dispensation. So, so I know that that which I didn't know Christian was over Alfatari as well. But I mean, I knew that was the sister organization, but I did not realize right. he was the guy over it because he has said that they're not letting uh, Gasly go to Alpine, Alpine, Correct. right? Unless they have Colton Herta. Yeah, is that his name, Colton Herta? Did I get that right? Yeah. Okay. Um. So it's kind of a weird situation where you got Gasly kind of in limbo. I guess he wants to leave, and I don't know. It's just kind of a weird situation. Well, the other piece but, is what if Alpine, uh, Alpine, 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 oh, they get, you got you got onto me the first time I said yeah, that. Yeah, what if they get impatient and they're like, we're tired of waiting on Gasly? Which so, could very well happen. Yeah. I mean, if you're Alpine, so, you have to do what's best for you. Yeah, and more talk so. this week of um, Danny Rick being reserve driver for Mercedes. I think that's a crazy. I think that's now. I'm kind of thinking that's what's going to happen, and that he's going yeah. to be driving a Mercedes next year, next to George Russell. And not yeah. next year, two years, two years, 2024. Okay. I think next year will be Lewis's swan song, and I mean that could change, but I think next year is going to be Lewis's swan song. In 2024, Danny Rick will be the other driver of Mercedes for maybe two years, and then he retires. Yeah, probably something like that, just till they can. Bring somebody up through the yeah. uh, the farm organization, you know. So somebody that doesn't mind being um, George George's whipping George boy. Driver B, you know. Yeah. So 
Anyway, next week, uh, that's pretty much it for Silly Season. But next week, yeah. we have Singapore. Yeah, no race this weekend. But yeah, next weekend, yeah. Singapore uh, is, a, is a fun track, too. I really like it a lot. Yeah, and it's weird. They call it F1's night race. I mean, it's literally labeled Formula One's night race. But we have more than one night race on the, on the schedule. Abu Dhabi starts out early evening, and it's night before the, the race is over. And Bahrain is at night. But Singapore is called the night race. I think it's because it's a city race, right? Isn't it a, a it road is. race? It and is I think a circuit, you just, it's, city circuit. So it just looks a little different. It doesn't look like yeah. a racetrack. And so because you got all the downtown city lights. Um, and, you know, really it's a good preview of what Vegas is going to look like next year because I think Vegas is going to be a night race. Yeah. And so um, you talk about looking really cool at night. It's going to be Vegas next year. I forgot what they said as far as Singapore and lights, but I think there's like 9,300 lights. Yeah, I bet that, that thing is lit up. But you get it's the, also, I mean, is it, it's, you get the cityscape with it. I think it just yeah. looks really neat. Maybe that's why they call it the night race. It's a beautiful track. I'm sure the drivers actually don't really get to see that much of it because you know how that, how that tunnel kind of, it feels like the wall just kind of sucks you in there when you're, when uh, yeah. you're racing there. Really high and, walls. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's also the race where the drivers lose the most weight because of the temperature. It's so really? hot. Yeah. So I didn't realize Singapore was always that hot. Yeah, I thought it was Pierre Gasly talking about last year how he dropped like three or four kilos just in the one race, which and is he, a he, These guys are not big guys. Yeah. They don't have a whole lot of weight to lose. They're not like Jay and I, you know what I mean? Yeah. You put Jay and I, I'd lose a person. Um. <laughs> I guess I'd lose two people. Anyway, um, uh, but yeah, crazy. it's uh, it's a very, very difficult race. Very technical. Physically. I think that's what you usually say is it's a technical racetrack. It, it is, and then there's the part where that stuff is going to weigh on you mentally because you're trying to race a car, and you're like, I am burning up, and my drinks bottle is malfunctioning and, you know, sweating to death. So I don't know, man. It's going to be – it's a tough race for them. It's it's better, I think, for the fans than it is for them. So That makes sense. Anyway, yeah. That makes sense. Um, all right. Well, is that all of F1 for this week? Is that all? Are we um, going to go to the – I see on our notes we're going to Rally Grease at Acropolis. Yeah, we are. We are going to switch okay. to Rally Grease. Um, so really crazy. Okay, so most rallies end with like a power stage or a super special stage, and, and I know you've experienced some of those on, on WRC10, but Grease started with one. Um, I left the YouTube link here so you can copy and paste it into our notes when we when we publish the episode. Okay. But – that is like a two-minute video just on the super special stage inside the Olympic Stadium in Athens. So let that oh, let that cool. rest for a second, you know, because that's where the Olympics started, right? And even in rally, they have not been there for 10 years. So it's been a decade. Wow. So a lot of those younger drivers probably have never been there. So it's a one-on-one -on -one, um, alternating circuit for the two drivers at a time. Uh it was crazy. We had people drifting into the walls and losing back bumpers and whatnot. But the the Hyundai's came out pretty much on top, and they stayed on top all weekend. So I've never heard anybody say Hyundai. I haven't either until you watch Rally over and over and over because it's British broadcast, and they don't say Hyundai like we do. They say Hyundai. Hyundai. <laughs> Hyundai. Well, you can do whatever the Hyundai you want. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember those commercials? No. They used to have, at least where I where I lived, the commercial for for Hyundai 
<laughs> and we used to laugh our butt off because it made no sense. But they would say, they would say, slide into the new Sonata, and you can do whatever the Hyundai you want. <laughs> I'm not kidding, man. Look it up. This podcast Look it up on YouTube. Jump the shark. Yeah. Look up Hyundai, old Hyundai commercials, or or do whatever the Hyundai you want. You will. I'm not do kidding. whatever. Do whatever the Hyundai you want. Step into the new Sonata. Do whatever the Hyundai you want. <laughs> So, anyway, oh, really fantastic. cool nighttime, super special stage in the stadium. Then we went back out into the dirt and rocks uh, for the rest of the weekend. Weird rally. First off, Hyundai <laughs> locked out the podium. First, second, and third place. They did whatever the Hyundai they wanted to. They, they did whatever the Hyundai they wanted all weekend. Uh, the points leader, Rovin Perra, came in 15th as Chad passes out. <laughs> Q stage, Q stage right, he passed out. Joe's um, making me laugh. Uh, so <laughs> the the Toyota, the Gazoo Racing Group, Rovin Pair came in 15th. He hit a tree on Saturday. Oh, um, hold yeah. on. Is that going to mess with his the standings in years? Well, he still got gonna, locked up. We're, we're going to get there. He's, okay, we're he's get still there. good to go. So okay. Esapeka Lopi, he <laughs> had a fuel-related issue. <laughs> Wow, man. Grow my, favorite up. Of, my favorite part of this podcast is you pronouncing these names. Somewhere Mike somewhere Mike is laughing really hard right now. And I'm telling you that was absolutely perfect the way I pronounced that. You nailed it. Do it again for me. Yeah. That's a peck of loppy. <laughs> so had a fuel related issue. Really didn't narrow it down, but it, you know, after watching it, I'm pretty sure it was a fuel pump. Uh, I think it went out on him because it's what it sounded like his co driver said. Anyway, Elvin Evans Retired on Sunday due to a turbo failure, so he oh. has he got nothing. Like that he's stinks. not even in the listing. He's not even uh, classified as finishing. Um, Thierry Neuville he retook third in the standing, so he bypassed Elvin Evans. And so right now you've got Rovin Para up front. You've got Oit Tanik, who came in second this weekend. You got him about I think it's fifty three to sixty points behind, and then okay. you've got you've got Neuville in third. So. Okay. Anyway. How many races do so, you say are left? There's only a couple left in this, too, right? There are three rallies left. Yeah, okay. I, I, Zealand, I knew we were kind of going down the hill here. New Zealand, Japan, and something else. But I can't remember the third one that's left. Anyway, so that's where we are on those. Okay. But I left a couple links in there for the yeah. overall rally highlights and then for that super special stage in the stadium. I'll so. get those dropped into our show notes. So if anybody okay. wants to check those out, that's where you can go to check it out. Uh, and then we got GT World Challenge Europe is what you have on here next, Mr. Club Tales, Bahama Mama. Yeah, no joke. That was a tough day. Um, <laughs> GT World Challenge Europe. So we're at Valencia this weekend. Okay. Where's Valencia um, at? Uh, Spain. Okay. Rock on. So anyway, we're actually the last two GT World Challenge events are both in Spain. One's oh, the in sprint Valencia, and the endurance. And the other one is in Don't Cry For Me, Barcelona. So, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure that's the wrong. I thought it was maybe Argentina. I think it's Argentina. That Madonna song. It's Madonna, man. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, uh, so we're in Valencia. It's the. It's going to be a, a a dual format sprint race, two one hour races. The title is up for grabs this weekend. Okay. Awesome. Uh, between Team WRT, which is in the Audi, and. Um, ASP Acotus Mercedes. So 26 car entry. 
this weekend. So it's a little smaller. It's about half the size of the endurance events. And then next weekend, the following race is in Barcelona, and that will be the endurance finale. So you asked a question earlier. Yep. What was it? I don't know. I've asked a lot of questions today, Jay. Was it about it the point was, structure? No, you asked if any team. Oh, yeah. Are teams different on, on each one? Or are different teams stronger at different styles of racing? So here's where we are. We've got Team WRT with Van Thor and Wirtz in the Audi are okay. favored to win. Uh, but nipping at their heels is that Mercedes group with uh, Rafael Marciello and, Bor- and Boguslavski. Anyway, um, they're also in the top place right now, that Mercedes team, in the endurance piece with Ferrari nipping at their heels. So technically, okay. they could take both championships. Okay. So wow. they'll take, they would take sprint and the endurance. So does that yeah. answer your question? It sure. does. It does a little okay. bit. Yeah. All right. Uh, so okay. anyway, uh, I have the points breakdown in there right now with, with yep. Audi at 109 and a half points. Um, so looks pretty good. And a CODIS ASP Mercedes only four and a half points behind. What? Uh, what is this uh, you have highlighted, WRT ending their partnership with Audi at the end of the year? Yeah, so I want to talk about that, even if you don't like GT World Challenge. So Team WRT, known Audi, crazy Audi team, ending their partnership with Audi at the end of this year. Well, what's that all about? So in the spirit of dance with the one that brought you, what are they doing, man? I, 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 wanted, I highlighted it because I want to open it up. How do you... There's got to be something there that we don't know. You know Have they I'm talked about because what they're doing next? No. But it's just weird to me because that team is synonymous with Audi. I don't know where they're going. Is Audi maybe getting out of racing? No. not that. I uh-huh. mean, I haven't heard anything about that. My only, and then on top of that, kind of shooting forward, the only car I could see the WRT guys sliding into that's even remotely like the Audi is the new Porsche Cayman GT4, which was new this year on the circuit. Yeah. And I can see them sliding into that, but that's about the only thing I can see them going to. Huh. And the Audi is so dominant at so many tracks on the Sprint Series. That is the most dominant car. So I don't get it, man. It's one of those things where I'd, I highlighted it because I was like, man, what are they it doing? It is odd. It is yeah. odd. I mean, clearly they know what they're doing. Um, I hope so. But that's odd. Yeah. I don't even know what to say about it. It's kind of weird. So, anyway. Um, Mercedes, obviously a good shot at both titles. Uh, I don't think they'll get the sprint title. I think Team WRT will get it uh, in the Audi because, like I said, that Audi's most of the time it's unstoppable. So, anyway. Okay. Jay, are we ready for podiums and backmarkers? Um, we wrap this booger up, or you got some more yeah, you want to do it? You, you got some more you want to talk about? No, I'm good. I can cover the um, rest of it in podiums and backmarkers. Believe it or not. Okay, I'm gonna. So again, bear with me here because this is new process for me. So I'm gonna turn us down a little bit so we can get that podium music going, and we can sound. Oh, that sounds really loud to me. I can't even hear it. Which is weird. Just do okay. The, do the do the you know countdown. Or Three, two, one. It's going. <laughs> 
Let's go okay. All right, so it's my turn this week to start with the podiums. Uh, my number three is the driver of the number one Red Bull Bybit Oracle F1 racing team. Um, he did a great job this weekend. I don't know his name. He's really not that famous. Um, anyway, he, he gets first place. He's been doing really well lately. He's won, like, not very many races, like 10 this season. Oh, um, so, what a champ. Yeah, anyway, he comes in three for me. Number two is a tie. Uh, Carlos signs ripping through the field from the back. Um, big deal to me. I thought that was really cool, and I would have thought that even if it was Max Verstappen, that other guy, Max Verstappen. Um, but also Nick DeVries coming in nervous, never ran this long in a car. He even said afterwards his shoulders were just dead. Yeah, he couldn't get out of the car. He could, yeah, they probably. I thought that was crazy. The they, they had to help him out of the car. He said, "Am I stuck oh, wow. here until they could not get him out of the car?" You can go find that video. He said, "Am I stuck <laughs> here because of Park Ferme?" And they had to. He's like, "I can't lift my arms up." They had to come physically pull him out of the car because he couldn't get out. Wow. And what's funny is Gasly comes over and talks to him and is telling him congratulations. And this whole time he's on his headset talking about he can't get out of the car. And then Gasly walks off, and I'm sure he's sitting there like, "I'm I'm stuck. I can't yeah. move." And he could not. But you could tell he could not move. Wow, which well, and I, he, didn't really any, he didn't even really get any—he didn't even really get any practice, right? Didn't he come no. in for practice three? Plus, they, they, they could barely reconfigure the car. He took over for Albert, who's like a foot and a half taller than him. That's nuts. So he wasn't even in a car built for him, which is crazy. So anyway, he—he's tied for second with signs on mine, and then number one is doing whatever the Hyundai you want, and their rally like team it. locking out the podium, one, two, That's and so three. Awesome. Uh, something you'll never see in Formula One since there's only two drivers Solid point. on a team. But, yeah. So they locked out the entire podium, so they get first place on mine this weekend. So, Jay, I'm going to paint a picture for you. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> Have you ever been walking on the beach at sunset? And and the, and the at, during the day, the sand heats up, and it feels like you were walking on hot coals at sunset. And it's just, it's crazy. And then if you look over at some of these smaller islands or whatever, we'll have right there on the islands. They'll, I mean, they'll have farmers out there. And so you get that whiff of fresh cow manure. And there's something about the smell of cow manure on the beach that it's almost like finding pocket lint. I mean, there's just, there's just something about it. Uh, if you guys all tuned in last week, you would know that Jay populates my podiums for me. And my back markers whenever I don't have a minute. And so I've decided I'm going to start making a story with what he is, he put in here. So his, his this week was pocket length, the smell of fresh cow manure, and long walks on through hot coals at sunset. <laughs> but my real, and there's a story too, by the way. Ask my If you ever see my dad out in the wild, ask him if he likes the smell of cow manure. Um, Some people podiums. do, man. He does. He's weird. Oh, wow. Um, so number one, Max Verstappen, because he's a baller. Number two, Nick DeVries, same answer. The dude's the dude's legit. Yeah. And then number three, Richard Childress Racing. I know we don't talk a whole lot of NASCAR on here anymore, but I think they made the sign of the year uh, in signing Kyle Busch to the number eight car. Wow, just um, before he retired. That's amazing. Very odd. Um, and, and I think I don't think you're wrong about that. I think he's got two years there probably, maybe three. Yeah. But I think, I think Kyle's pretty um, motivated by people doubting him. Yeah, and I think he's kind I'll of a jerk. I think yeah. he's kind of a jerk, and I really think next year, if the car is up to standard, I think he's going to be a pretty legit race car driver next year. Well, uh, you know, also Childress gave him permission to run the Indy 500, so I guess he's going to be in that. 
Well, that will be week. fantastic. Yeah. Next year. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on to backmarkers. Backmarkers. Oh, turn I, the music no, off. I haven't yet. Now I have. Okay, music off. All right. So Music's number off. three is the almost always dominant Gazoo Racing Team for Toyota. Um, they got totally hundied this weekend. Totally hundred. They don't get to do any of the gazoo that they want to do this weekend. <laughs> um, they they got absolute trash this weekend. Their highest place was six. Oh, um, with the other guy not finishing at all, and the other guy in fifteenth. So here we are. Uh, Latifi comes in second on mine for coming in twenty first out of twenty in the standings, and mathematically that's impossible on most planets. But uh, he managed to do it. So go go Latifi, go away. And number one is the Ferrari pit strategy maker guy. So <laughs> he belongs on real men. Mr. Ferrari, they need to Mr. Bring Ferrari pit strategy maker. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. They need to put him on real men of genius because I don't, I don't know what he's thinking or smoking prior to a race. It's, it's funny. You've, you've hit two for two. Sorry. Go ahead. I didn't go ahead. That. No, I was done. I was pointing to you okay. to cue okay. stage left. And so, do it. It's it's funny you're two for two on weird family stories. Um, we got a few minutes here. My brother and I, okay, uh, you know we we work for the other beer company that's not Anheuser Busch and then a real men of genius. Um, and we used to go to different events during the year, and we would we'd make up those songs. And one of our favorite <laughs> is there used to be in in southeastern Oklahoma. Oh, ask him about this. Okay. You'll see him tomorrow. I'll ask him. There used to be in southern Oklahoma um, cockfighting used to be a big deal, right? Oh, wow. Okay. And so every year they had one of the biggest ones in the country was just right down the road from us. So we had to deliver beer to that. And we were sitting there one day, and we're in – I mean, this place is packed. It can't move, right? I mean, wall-to-wall okay. people. We're just trying to get in and deliver our beer. And there is a guy uh, doing traffic in the middle of these dirt roads. And so – it was Mr. Cockfighting Traffic Instructor. Or, I'm sorry, Mr. Cockfighting Traffic uh, whatever. And we made up the entire song and, and sang it multiple times. It was one of our better moments. Um, it, it, was, it was great. My but, favorite will always be the silent gas passer guy. So if folks, <laughs> if you're too young to remember those commercials, or if you just don't remember that one and you are old enough, Look up the silent gas passer guy. That's all I got to say. That was the best one. I, so. I like the rolling cooler guy. He's that like, was pretty good. this guy has everything except for a friend to help him carry his cooler. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought that was a good one. Okay. So my back markers. Let's see. Go ahead. Lay it on me. No, I'm not going to make a big story of this one. I'm just going to go with my normal. We're running out of time here. But there's a theme. So my number one is going to be Latifi, you know, because he's kind of a he's a dude that kind of disappears from his job. I mean, he did. He disappeared from his job. And then (laughs) see, I worked that in there. I did. (laughs) Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, Joe Gibbs Racing is my number two because you just let one of the best drivers in the sport go. And number three, bad smelling cheese, Jay. I don't want bad smelling cheese. I I just don't either. I just don't like bad smelling cheese. And if I could pronounce that, I would say it. Um, yeah, don't say that. But anyway, so I think we've come to the point where I'm going to ask everybody to help us out, right? Yeah, let's do it, man. So 
and, and thank you for whoever's out there listening for bearing with us because this feels completely different. I'm used to being it able does. to talk to Jay and bounce off of Jay, and I feel a little bit more alive. So this is a little different. So I hope it sounds good. I hope everybody's happy with the product we're putting out there. But the best way to interact with us is on Twitter. I am Chad H610. And I am JNeil729. And you can follow us the fuel pod at pod underscore fuel. Most of the time we post stuff and then just retweet it into the fuel pod. So if you'll follow right. us, you're going to get all the information. But it helps us out if you follow everybody. Twitch, we have not been. I have not been on Twitch a lot lately. And I've said that for three or four straight weeks. But it's just been yeah, crazy. It has. Um, but I, I'm Chad H610 on Twitch. And I'm GMJ729. And you can do the fuel pod on Discord, which is the easiest way to talk to us because we're always looking for a reason to like read stuff and talk to people. Mikey yeah. and, and Bobby both uh, both are on there, and we talk to them quite a bit. Eric's on there. We talk to him quite a bit. Right. Uh, which, by the way, I lied on our, our Twitter post that's going to come out. I said uh, our special guest F1 Farmer is going to be here, and then he didn't show up. So he should be oh, on my back markers list. Yeah. I know he's working. I know he's working. Yeah, he, he, got, he got sucked um, into work. And I can't think. Oh, oh! If you're listening to us on ESPN Paris 105.1, thank you for listening. Yes, uh, absolutely. Please. Yeah, it's awesome. Saturday mornings, 9 a.m. And, and we've we've made it to where this goes live at the same time. So if you want to go back and kind of catch up on all our jokes and dumb stuff we talk about, go to Apple Podcasts. Three little buttons in the top. Click automatic downloads. Follow the show. That helps us out. It, it shows us who's listening and and how they're listening. And that's always a good thing for us to work on. Right. Um, we're still hoping to be live at the Hugo car show, October 15th at 9am. Uh, we'll be out there. Hopefully you're subscribed to everything. So maybe we can hook you up with some free stuff. I, we haven't ordered that free stuff yet, so I don't know if we're going to have it or not, but we're that's, that's, that's Jay's section of the uh, podcast. And, and then uh, shameless plug for a friend. I did this last week, but there's few things in life, uh, better than betting on football. And one of those things is betting with your wife. So there's a new podcast put out by some friends of mine in Arizona. Um, if you give it a listen, it's on Spotify right now. It's called Wagering with the Wives. And I know they would appreciate the listens. I think they record tonight. I think they're probably recording right now, which is pretty cool. So it'll go live pretty quick. So uh, I, I'm, I'm Snapchatting David so he can, he can see that I'm doing this for him. But um, anyway, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being a part of the Fuel Pod and letting us do this because we have a good time with it. Um. Anyway, Jay, any signing? Any any words of wisdom going out? I don't get out there this weekend and and watch the uh, the GT World Challenge race if you get the chance. It's free. It's on YouTube. You don't need anything but YouTube. So, no streaming service. No any. I mean, just if you've got an internet connection and YouTube, do it. That's awesome. So get out there and watch it. We'll, we'll put those YouTube links on our, our thing so you can right. everything Jay was talking about. And uh, can you pronounce that name one more time for me? Is our outro? Esapekalapi? Is that the one you wanted pronounced? Yep. We'll see y'all next week. All right. Thank you.